Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Optin. We're doing away with the five-minute timer today. It's probably going to be close to like 10, 15 minutes. We've got a special guest with us. Dan Paul is the co-founder here at Demand Drive. Um, and today I wanted to bring Dan on. Alex and I are going to pepper him with questions. We've made some changes to our site, changes to some of the messaging, and updated some of the general services that we provide, moving away from sort of the strictly outsourced sales dev side of things to revenue development as an overarching term. That shift has brought up some questions from customers, from partners, from people in our network. Uh, they want to know why we made the shift, what it means, all that good stuff. So we're, we're bringing Dan down because he's pretty bullish about all of this and helping spearhead a lot of the projects associated with us becoming a revenue development agency. So we're going to ask him some questions and he's going to answer them. Sound good, guys? Let's do it. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Love it. Thanks for having you guys. Yeah. Uh, Dan, real quick, before I ask you the first question, can you just give a bit of background about like you, who you are? I know I just said you were the co-founder of Demand yeah. Drive, so people should figure that out. But anything else about you that you want the audience to know? Yeah. No, we. Um, I'm one of the co-founders of Demand Drive. We founded the company in 2011, so 12 years ago. So quite a long time ago. Um, started um, uh, almost exclusively working with B2B software companies, generally small, medium-sized software firms, building sales development teams. And we've expanded a lot in both service offering and the types of clients we support. And so I know, you know, I've been working closely with you guys over the last few months as we evolve the message to try to get it to a place where we think kind of encompasses how we're serving our clients today. By way of background, that's that's me. That's Dan. Um, so let's let's start with a, a softball question. Um, we're we're using the term revenue development. What does that even mean? Like to you, what does revenue development mean, and how is it different from like how we've been describing what we do for the past twelve years? It, it's a great question, and there's a lot of buzzwords in this industry. Um, but you know, and you can look at you can you can see that in people's the evolution of titles internally at companies. So we're used to be a VP of sales, has morphed into maybe a, a CRO or chief revenue officer that oversees not only sales, but uh, customer success, really all things revenue um, from uh, the top of funnel marketing activities all the way through to post-sale uh, retention, expansion, and things like that. Um, to me, that's what revenue development um, means. And as a revenue development agency, those are the those are the areas we hope to focus on. I, like I mentioned, historically, we've been uh, we've kind of had a blunt tool, which is sales development. We provide sales development services to our clients. Um, but in response to a lot of different needs from our clients, we'll, we would get in there and build a sales development function and realize that they had a need in certain marketing areas or with their client success team, uh, our customer success team, I should say. So the expansion to revenue development um, really came out of that, which was uh, just questions from our clients, needs we were recognizing from our clients. And so, um, you know, what does revenue development mean to, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a broad question, but I think, again, it's sort of the services that cover all, you know, from the top of the funnel all the way through to post-sale. Um, and that encompasses a lot. We do, um, we do quite a bit in that range. There's a ton that we don't do and still leverage partnerships for. Um, but, um, but that's what that means uh, to me. Yeah. It's, I, I really like the sort of broadening of the, 
services we offer. I remember when I started, when you guys hired me as an SDR back in 2016, it was very like, it was SDR focused, but then we go work for clients and they'd be like, well, here's our marketing guy. Like talk to him about this. Here's our, you know, VP of sales, talk to him about this. And you find in that sales development role, you're getting pulled in a lot of different revenue directions that aren't really sort of defined there. So um, for me, I really like this shift because it, it allows us to reach out like that without having to start in the, the SDR role. Would you say that's something that you're looking forward to as well? Or are you really still focused on sales development and just trying to like reach at, from there to the other sort of areas and departments? Yeah. I mean, I think coming from a sales development background positions us in kind of a unique way, because like you mentioned, I think sales development generally sits between sales and marketing and helps convert marketing leads. Sometimes there's an outbound motion and then, you know, obviously uh, handoff to account executive and, and sales. Um, but having been in the business of building and managing sales development functions for our clients, again, sitting in the middle, we recognize a lot of needs on both ends, right? So um, certainly we uh, work with uh, marketing departments. That's generally speaking, our points of contact fall under marketing, although not exclusively, when we think about building sales development teams. And in doing that, we've recognized a ton of needs that our clients have, right? And so a lot of times they'll either have in-house resources or they'll utilize um, other agencies from marketing, from everything from website to PPC to SEO um, and traditional digital marketing um, through to content syndication with uh, solutions like Tech Target or Madison Logic. And so, um, you know, I, I think to answer your question, I think coming at it from a sales development background, I think has benefited us quite a bit. I do see as we move into this, uh, a, a, you know, move forward with a broader set of, of solutions, there probably will be clients that start only with our marketing services and then maybe move to sales development or vice versa. But I do think it's much easier for us as an agency to move from sales development to incorporating these other services than maybe a traditional marketing agency moving into sales execution um, would be. So. I think we were kind of uniquely positioned there. Um, but yeah, again, it was sort of out of a need we were seeing from our clients. Um, we, back in 2015, kind of launched our, what we call our data fuel offering, which was our first foray into marketing services. And we've since built on a few different um, uh, capabilities there, like digital advertising and now through um, to sort of full service digital, um, traditional digital marketing. Um, type of activities. And so now I think we cover the the whole the whole spectrum of the sales funnel. Yeah. I, I see it as like the, the word, and I, I know you talked about buzzwords and I kind of hate using buzzwords, but the one that keeps coming to mind is like holistic, like looking at sort of every activity and how it relates to driving revenue for an organization from sales activities, like outbound motions or inbound motions to marketing activities, like driving revenue through PPC or SEO updates or whatever all the way down in, even into like operations. Um, I know RevOps is another big buzzword or like buzzword title that we have today in, in 2023. Um, what are the biggest differences between like what people look at as sort of that revenue operations function, really optimizing the, the ability for an organization to drive revenue with sales and marketing and what revenue development looks like? Like how intertwined are they? How different are they? Do they fall under one another? T talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I would think, um, you know, RevOps is another funny buzzword where we've we've had the opportunity to work with a number of different RevOps agencies and talk to a number of different founders in, the, in that space. And I think if you asked every one of them what RevOps means, they'd probably have a different answer. 
and yeah, that's becoming like a common joke. Like, ah, oh, nobody knows what we're about. Nobody yeah, knows what we're like, doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, broadly, I think it falls under the revenue development umbrella. And to me, it means the systems associated with uh, all things sales and marketing or revenue development, right? From top of funnel all the way through to post-sale, what are the systems that organizations are using to execute, to measure? Um, and and so to me, that's where RevOps, also developing processes, workflows, sort of like lead staging and frameworks and things like that, to me, falls under that RevOps purview. Um but again, you know, these were called marketing ops or sales ops previously. I think RevOps is kind of a newer sort of buzzword in the, in the industry. But um, but to me, it's RevOps kind of falls under a broader revenue de- revenue development function. And so, uh, but it's an interesting piece. And one of the things that um, we've noticed is that, uh, I mean, historically, again, we've been a, almost solely focused on building and managing sales development teams until probably the last few years where we've broadened our services a bit in these areas. And you know, it was again from a, a, a sort of a, a response to our client needs, but also I think, and we talk to marketing agencies all the time where they're, they're not involved in sales execution and we weren't historically involved in marketing. Um, these, you know, if managed independently, these functions often um, are less successful than when they're managed re- really tightly together. Mm. Uh, so that's, that was one of our interests in bringing that all under in, in, into one place and being one vendor our clients can use to cover all things sales and marketing is because, um, I mean, common example is that marketing is often complaining that sales isn't following up with their leads, right? We're developing all these leads, we're handing over, sales isn't following up. Common complaint from sales is that the marketing leads aren't qualified enough, or maybe they, you know, they're not getting the volume that they expected. And there's this mismatch between the two. Also, marketing functions are generally, you know, they're measured on, yes, the volume of MQLs they might produce or, or things like that. But ultimately, it's on pipeline creation and revenue, right, attributed back to these the marketing campaigns. And if there's not a lot of trust in the sales organization to follow up, certainly, you know, influences how a marketing organization, whether it's internal or through an agency, that um, influences how how they're seeing the success of those of those uh, campaigns. Same with sales. In isolation, sales can work, but doesn't work very well without a well-functioning marketing uh, a marketing function there internally or, or through a partnership. So um, bringing both of them together and tying them closely together. And you can achieve this whether if you have an in-house marketing team and a sales development function. We do that a lot. We're solely focused on sales development. We'll work very closely with our clients' in-house, market, uh, in-house marketing function to... Um, to set up systems and, and workflows where we're following up and qualifying, we're developing SLAs on lead qualification and, and timeframes in terms of follow-up. Um, but they work, you know, much better if we can offer both of them and, and sort of that, that was more the logic behind why we moved in this direction. Yeah. I mean, I, it makes so much sense to me, Adrian. I talk on this all the time about the sales and marketing alignment and how tricky it can be to get the two teams pointing the same direction, focused on the same goals or, or aligned goals. Um, and the more technology there is, the harder it gets, right? When we're talking about the RevOps side of things, all of a sudden you're adding in not only sales and marketing people, but their tools, the different, you know, CRMs, the different licenses everyone might have, different outreach strategies, right? The the list goes on. So um, to me, I really like the fact that if you put it all under one umbrella, you you can still do all those things, but having them talk to each other, having those integrations in the right place is 
honestly like one of the trickier parts of it and why I'm excited that we sort of added RevOps and are adding that as part of the services because I think I've seen just sort of through the grapevine or what have you, I'm not directly working with any clients, but areas where it's like the communication could be better there. There's some misalignment there. And and so being able to have integrated systems, integrated teams through working with an agency that can offer more than just one thing, um, I, I like the the direction that that can point any sort of sales and marketing org. Are there, are there other common challenges within sales or marketing that you see this um, being a good thing to sort of help them solve or work through if we're working with client? Yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of the problems uh, come from, again, that these things are often managed in silos, right? And so marketing is managed one way to produce an outcome, and then they rely on another division that isn't connected to them to execute. And ultimately, their success is determined by how well that team executes, right? And so, and vice versa. I think same goes with RevOps. Um, we've talked to a lot of companies that, um, you know, were asked to sort of build and manage a sales development function. Maybe they have an internal team and we're focused on a different area or just simply augmenting that team. And a lot of times we'll get in there and they're like way over tools. They have like every sales enablement tool under the sun, um, you know, from like a predictive tool like Sixth Sense to, an, you know, a sales enablement tool like Outreach or Sales Loft and uh, all the data tools. There's a ton of overlap. There, there's not a lot of integration between the, between between all of them, and so I think a lot of times people are, um, and this is probably true of most most sort of departments in, in any business. But you know, if a smaller number of tool sets well integrated, or you know, having having some sort of structure of of the the framework of how the tools tool sets should be used is going to be much more effective than just buying the sort of industry leading tools for for the team, right? Um, so. Uh, having a sort of well-functioning RevOps team here at Demand Drive to inform a lot of how we build our sales and marketing functions uh, was really important to us. If we were going to offer sales sales solutions and now marketing solutions, I think only logical to overlay a, a traditional sort of RevOps um, function over over the top of them. Uh, so so that was kind of the logic there. But does that answer your question, Alex? I, I got it. <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean. Yeah, we could talk all day about sales or marketing misalignment. So I'll let, I'll let AJ throw the next question at you before I go on a rant here. Oh, uh, yeah. I, real quick, because it is funny. We, we talked about this with a partner of ours, how he, he's been beating the sales and marketing alignment drum for the past like 25 years. And he's like, we still haven't figured it out yet. And I'm like, and Paul, we probably never will. So we'll keep talking about it until we run out of air in our lungs on this podcast. Until it happens. But yeah, until it happens, that'd be great. Um, the, the last question, Dan, I wanted to ask you, and it's kind of in, in line with the buzzword stuff that we've been talking about. It's in line with the alignment stuff we've been talking about. But um, when it comes to responsibility for revenue development, we know that sales dev typically sits in between sales and marketing and kind of touches both of those departments. Some people think that sales development should be its own department entirely at some organizations. Um, We've had the term SDR, we've had the term BDR, we've had the term ADR for account development rep, market development rep. Are we moving into a, or will we move into a period where revenue development reps like RDRs are a thing and revenue development becomes maybe its own department within an organization? Like, what do you think the the like most insane future for a revenue development landscape looks like? Yeah, I mean, I suppose... Uh... Inventing another acronym would make it sound kind of trendy. I think that's what happens a lot here. I, I, 
we talked to a lot of clients that, you know, they'll call them BDRs, ADRs, SDRs, account development reps, sales development reps. Um, I've heard more and more companies use XDR because they're like, I don't care what that first one is. They're just developing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, so no, I mean, the answer to your question, probably not like we don't, we probably don't need a revenue development rep. Um, although you could call them that, I suppose. Um, but I think the important part is the specialization of the different roles within that process, right? So there's always going to be a place, particularly in an enterprise B2B environment where you're going to have a marketing function generating interest in, and then flowing through to sales in the form of marketing qualified leads. However, people want to score them or what that threshold is that, that obviously is sort of company dependent, space dependent, but that would be their mandate. Uh, you're going to have a group of people responsible for following up and qualifying those to a certain extent and then handing over to someone who is responsible for closing. Again, in an enterprise environment, there's probably an element of inside sales that can be accomplished by some of that group, depending on, um, you know, ACV and, and, and environment and size. But um, I think uh, so you're, you're always going to have a place for that sales development function that we, that we call SDRs. Um, and then, uh, but Revenue development encompasses all aspects from marketing to sales through to post-sale when you're talking about customer success um, in a you know, SaaS environment where, you know, there's um, sort of monthly subscription models or annual subscription models for different um, software. Uh, you know, obviously retention and upsell becomes that much more important as far as metrics in terms of growth. And so the, the reps who are responsible for those functions are significantly different than ones that are focused on new business, outbound, or even inbound qualification. And so, you know, maybe in that sense you'd have, uh, but but it wouldn't make sense to call them all RDRs probably for that reason, because I think it's just the 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 function would be too broad for for to support the one the one rep. Makes sense. Yeah, Alex, did you have any last a last question for Dan? No, I honestly am just thinking here, RDR sounds ridiculous and I don't like it. Yeah. SDR is just rolls a little smoother. I mean, just, um, just leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to keep <laughs> playing on this. That's fine. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, well, Dan, those were those are some of the questions that we had for you from our audience, from partners, clients, like I said. Um, if there is one thing that you wanted anyone to like leave this episode with, like a, a summarizing point or kind of a final thing that you wanted to punctuate with, what, what would that be? What do you want to leave the audience with? Um, well, I suppose uh, it would be that, um, again, a lot of the issues we see with our clients have to do with the fact that um, the there's a disconnect between these three or four different divisions within an organization, right? And so the goal, what we're trying to accomplish by expanding our breadth of services, by approaching new, uh, new end markets is to... Uh, is to help our clients integrate those functions a little bit more tightly. And therefore, e the idea is each would perform that much better. Um, and uh, so so that, I suppose, is the is, is what I'd leave everybody with. Also, I mean, a big motivator for was uh, internally uh, for, for our, our folks, right, our people at Demand Drive, we want to make sure that we're providing the best opportunity to move up at Demand Drive. And I think this also helps us accomplish that because we hire a lot of really talented people that, um, now have uh, different paths in terms of growth and um, no. So if anybody out there is listening and has an interest in joining, I suppose I'll leave them with that message. Uh, this, but, um, but no, hopefully that answers the, your question. 
Yeah, no, that was awesome. Thanks for for hopping on and, and doing a bit of a rapid fire Q&A with us. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, talk more about this, if they want to apply, if they want to work with us, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, great question. So you could, um, I'm not a big, like, you know, I don't have like all the social handles. Um, <laughs> all at Instagram. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I suppose you could reach out to, you could reach, reach out on LinkedIn, you know, uh, would love to connect. And then, uh, and then, uh, my email, you know, is, is a good one. Um, so it's just daniel.paul at demanddrive.com. So, you know, feel free to shoot me a note, but, um, yeah. I don't have a TikTok set up. That's fine. I think if we got a company TikTok, that would maybe spell the end of my tenure here at Demand Drive and pretty anti TikTok in general. That'd be it for me. Um, Awesome. So LinkedIn or email, get in touch with Dan if you want to learn more about what we're doing here at Demand Drive. Curious to see the direction of the company or or kind of learn more about that. So uh, thanks again for hopping on. Alex, thanks for co-hosting with me. I appreciate it. Thank you, listener, for listening. Um, if you want more tips and tricks and insights into what we're doing here at Demand Drive, remember to subscribe to Unsubscribe, our podcast, and opt on in, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. All right, AJ, 15 seconds. Tell everybody about opt-in. Opt-in quick five-ish minute videos, actionable sales development tips, minimal fluff. You can find us on YouTube, on LinkedIn, on our Instagram, and on the website, demanddrive.com. I'm a, do we, do we want any B-roll since this is an opt-in? When, when, oh. when just AJ and I do this, we leave a recording before and after, and I'll just toss a little snippet of whatever is going on. talk about just like some pretty, like, like random stuff of like what's happening in the world. Do people want some B-roll? Yeah. Yeah, what's B-roll?